from Epic Deer Studios. This is The Ice Queens. And now your hosts, two women who taught Spokane a thing or two, Liz and Tori. Hello, figure skating fans, and welcome to another episode of The Ice Queens. This is part two of our coverage of the 2010 National Figure Skating Championships in the United States, which are being held in Spokane, Washington. Um, as many of you know, last week's podcast was live from Spokane, Washington, but we were too cheap and we boycotted NBC's making us watch the events on two weekends, so we did not go for this last weekend, which was the dance and the women's competition. The big news was that last week, after we recorded our podcast live from the Europa Pizzeria in Spokane, Washington, we headed on down to the Davenport Hotel, which was, as luck would have it, the home of our own personal Stars on Ice. Tori, would you like to tell our fans about what we saw? Um, well, as soon as we walked in, we looked over into the bar and we saw Brian Boitano with his good buddy Rusty <laughs> um, in there. And so we decided we need to go in and we sat like a, ta- a table away at them and, you know, just were kind of looking at him. And then his coach showed up too, his old coach. What's her name? Linda Lever. Yes. And then we saw Peter Carruthers, Sandra Bezik, Tom Hammond, Jeremy Abbott, Evan Lysachep. Keanu McLaughlin. It was basically a free-for-all in there. And we saw our boyfriend, Ryan Bradley, going up the elevator, too. He must not have seen us because he didn't stop and have, or maybe have he a drink did, with us. He just yeah. kept on <laughs> That could be. Um, and for those of you who don't know who Rusty is, um, he's basically Brian Boitano's best friend. Um, in the competition, if you were in the arena, Rusty was doing live uh, interviews from the audience. Like, he went and sat next, down next to Brian, and he would do trivia things with Brian, and he would go and talk to fans. And oddly enough, he would go up to fans in the stands and he would give them if they were in the 200 level seats he'd move them down to one, the 100 level seats and Tori and I couldn't figure out why we didn't get moved down to the 100 level seats I can't I know, imagine he never got close to our area so Rusty really didn't do anything for us but apparently <laughs> he does a lot for Brian Boitano so it was funny to see them in the bar and of course we were too big of pussies to actually ask him for a photograph or anything but maybe next time our producer said if we didn't have photos it didn't actually happen but trust us fans it, it did and if we if we would have known that was the place to be, we would have been down at the Davenport every night. Exactly. Well, now we know for next time, <laughs> if there's a next time. Yeah. So let's start with the ice dance competition, which we watched uh, over the weekend, this past weekend on television. Well, Tori got to see it on the Universal Sports Network because she actually has real cable television. I'm quite poor and, and I'm not able to purchase that. But what did you see, Tori? Right. Well, actually, I didn't watch it on the Universal channel. I watched it on regular, the NBC broadcast. But oh. I have seen most of these um, performances during the season at the Grand Prix. Unlike you, that this is the first time you were introduced to him, so I'm sure you enjoyed them immensely. Yeah, I was actually perfectly <laughs> fine with the fact that I only had to watch it once. I could barely get through that. <laughs> yeah. Start out. Well, let's talk. Let's talk with the reverse order of how people place. So, Navarro and Bomentry placed fourth in the competition overall. They did. Yeah. Every, they said they were the the. Well, it was hosted by Tom. Hammond and Tracy Wilson, which, you know, her Canadian accent just about sends me over the edge. But (laughs) she does. I do agree with a lot of what she says. So, you know, I didn't complain too much. But she was saying they were a crowd favorite and the sentimental favorites. But I'm like, you know, if you want to be my favorite, don't screw up your twizzles. Right. And so they did have that mistake. She actually lost 
she was, you know, supposed to hold the skate while they're tw- doing the twizzles, but she didn't grab it. And that was their big mistake in it, which, you know, uh, hurt them. But I thought the program was pretty good. They're fun to watch. They don't have, you know, lots of really technical, difficult stuff in it, mm-hmm. but they're always, they're a crowd favorite. I mean, they're fun to watch. I thought that, you know, they skated to U2 one, and I, I do like U2 music, but I just felt it looked a lot more like an exhibition number than an actual competition number. So I don't know. I was sort of taken out of it because of that. But Right. Yeah. So, and I think they do that a lot. And that's kind of the problem is they don't do the dramatic, crappy music. They do more show type performances and their program's not as difficult. So that hurts them. But I it seemed like they're going to be retiring. They've been around for a long time and, um, you know, they're not as young as some of the other pairs. So it seemed like this is going to be their last competition, but it was a pretty good skate. You know, if that's the last competition you're going to do, it wasn't too bad. It was a little sad. They got fourth place. Cause I, I thought that they were a little more interesting than the ones that got third Samuelson and Bates. Oh, how, how could you say that the cowboy folk dance was not interesting? Whoa. Oh, you mean American? I like when, yeah, so it's folk this year and they basically did, uh, hoe down yeah but they're, they're calling american folk and uh well i hate country music <laughs> yeah it was the, the dixie, dixie chicks, chicks. Yeah. you know so they have cheap little outfits and i don't know it, it see i thought it kind of seemed more like a showpiece the original dance than a competition type thing just because of the music and her fake boots and whatever well yeah and speaking of fake i thought i had a bad dye job man her <laughs> hair was bad it was like purple in spots and brown in spots and red in spots i was like okay. yeah she got some crazy ass color going on yeah okay so then belvin and augusto placed second oh, oh I, god I, we i i was screaming at the television and i'm guessing you were screaming during the free skate right or well, you, you started screaming when they did their moldavian folk dance right i sort of morphed from like from puking to screaming because the original dance with the red boots and the cost i mean oh my Hideous. god yeah i'm like it was like being at Oct- in oktoberfest but um i mean what the hell's moldavian <laughs> folk dance it could have been germany Austria, whatever <laughs> I don't know. what is that and we weren't near drunk enough <laughs> as we needed to no. be to watch the oktoberfest i know i hadn't even it was you know being telecast here at noon so I hadn't even started drinking for the day and (laughs) that was a mistake but I can't I couldn't take their head bobbing oh I know I mean I know that they think they're all dramatic and stuff but I I think I it's it's almost unwatchable and then probably I have to say they were the worst outfits I've ever seen Russian you know worse than the Russians the free dance outfits look like they had a seven-year-old sew them. It was awful. I'm, I've seen this program before, and this is not the outfits that they wore when I've watched them before. So they're doing – it's a religious theme. And it was like, holy hell, those are the crappiest outfits I've ever seen. Ben's outfit, all white. Um, We have said many times that men should never wear all white. Oh, but there were – are you th- forgetting about the sequins on his chest and the right, weird – like? He bedazzled the hell out of that. Oh my god! I I don't even know how how their coach let them go on the ice with those outfits. I I was just screaming when they came out. I I'm like, wait a second, is that Shabalan and Domni Domnina? That's not Tanith and Ben because that is 
that looks like some crappy Russian outfit. The whole program, I was so distracted by the outfits. I, the program barely registered with me. I'm like, I don't even know what they did in the program. I know. That's exactly I how I felt. Attention. I couldn't get past the outfits. I, I just, it was just embarrassing. And, and his hair was out of control. Oh, I know. And I mean, the program's not that strong anyway, but the outfits are just, if they were the, wear those to the Olympics, I think that's automatic disqualification. No, because they've always worn decent outfits, you know, understated, nice. And it's like, where did you get these? Seriously, they bought them in Russia. I don't <laughs> They're sewn by a bunch of Russian seven-year-olds. I'm he convinced. Had, he had wings on his arms. It was, it was just awful. Oh and my God. The program seemed a little slow, uh, you know. I was trying to remember if they even had lifts in there. I remember them doing one lifts, but it didn't seem like they had much lifts, but I could, they're almost unwatchable. I just, I couldn't take it. And I don't know. They got to get rid of those outfits. Well, they just didn't have the level of difficulty that Davis and White had. And Davis and White ended up winning the competition. Their original dance was an Indian dance, which was cool. I heard that that is like very heavily downloaded on the internet by people in India. I, that's that's cool, I guess. Right. And, you know, the Davis and White, the original dances, it's a Bollywood Indian dance. And it's just much more interesting. It's different because there's nobody else is doing an Indian folk dance that I've seen this season. Their choreography is a lot more intricate. It's just got a lot more technical difficulty. They did have a mistake on the twizzles, but it's much more complex and it's more interesting compared to the Moldavian dance. And then even with their free skate, they're skating to Phantom of the Opera. It's a really good program for them. I don't like, you know, Andrew Lloyd Webber, Phantom of the Opera, but uh, they're fast. Their lifts are beautiful and it's it's a powerful, it's a complete program. And I think that it's going to do really well at the Olympics. Well, they've won everything that they've entered this year. So they're just really strong. Yeah, I, I think so, too. And they've obviously passed Bilbin and Augusto by. Because yeah. They're... And I called it, you know what, a few weeks ago, I said Davis and White were going to be the national champions. And the judges let that happen. So that was good. I know. The, the rigging got, you know, not even the judges could rig it in Tanith and Ben's favor anymore. So that's good. Yeah. Well, I was wondering if Tanith and Ben were trying to ch- trick the judges to make them think they were Russians. <laughs> I, you know? Because <laughs> they knew they couldn't compete on talent, so they had to try to, to hoodwink the judges with their Russian-looking outfits. Right, because the whole program was just screamed a, a Russian program. They were trying to be dramatic and over-the-top, and, you know, the the music was lame, crappy outfits. It was just, uh, I, I don't know. know. Just getting rid of the outfits, replacing them with something else will improve the program. Well, Tracy Wilson seems to think that that Davis and White and Bellman and Augusto are the top two pairs in the world right now. Um, that remains to be seen at the Yeah, Olympics. I don't think so. I, well, I think that we do have a chance to win three medals or two medals in um, the Olympics, but I think Virtue and Moyer and Davis and White are the top two. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. And we should also mention that Dick Button and Bob Costas started off the event. We were very happy to see Dick back on the screen. I know. We have been waiting all season for some Dick, and we finally got it. I mean, I was so happy. I'm like, whoop. Dick and Bob is back too. And Bob seems to be into it now. I think he kind of knows what's going on. And so he's knows that he doesn't need to be serious. Right. Like Bob's sarcasm was just dripping this time. Oh my gosh. And then um, Dick gave us a new word this time. Did you notice that? Did it have to do with waffles or souffle or something? Well, he did say suffle for souffle, (laughs) if it suffles. But no, he called the young uh, girl skaters toodle bums. Oh yeah, the toodle bums. That's right. And we'll have to we'll have to write that down and use that in the future. Right. You know, not only does he not give a rusty hoot. (laughs) Oh right. Toodle bum skating. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh my gosh, Dick, what have we done without you this whole season? And oh, no, he does not great. deserve him. And did you notice the old lady behind them with the, her head cap sticking out while they were talking? <laughs> That's right. I was telling the producer, I go, that lady looks like the chick on the shoebox greetings Hallmark cards. <laughs> I know that woman has a name, but, you know, I think the producer's going to post a picture of her. He took it off the screen, you know, just when she was, like, sticking her head up in there, right in between Bob and Dick while they were talking. That was so hysterical. Hot. It was so obvious she, she wanted to be on TV. Oh, she wanted it she bad. She kept putting her head up there. Woo! <laughs> 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 I'm glad we weren't the only ones that saw that because that was a that was a proud moment in figure skating. <laughs> so let's move on to the ladies' competition. Wow, this was uh, action packed. NBC actually showed the skating this time, which I couldn't believe. Of course, they did they did struggle to keep the keep the skaters in the frame every once in a while. You know, we'd be we'd be watching empty ice on the screen um, because their cameraman can't seem to figure out how to follow the skaters properly. But that's a whole other story. Yeah. Um, our commentators Scott Hamilton, Sandra Bezik, and Tom Hammond were back again and now with their promotional contract with subway we have a new piece of crap marketing thing that tom has to talk about talk about called the, oh, the su- fresh skate the, <laughs> no the fresh take oh fresh take <laughs> yeah. it should be fresh skate the, the subway fresh take and it seems like you know tom can barely get through those segments of like fresh take basically it's like a clip of the skaters because it seems that he's finding it very stra- distracting because he obviously wants a sandwich really badly oh, right. <laughs> he sees that and he's like oh yeah i'm hungry i need a subway <laughs> It's like, Subway, your damn fresh takes making me hungry. Yeah, can somebody give me a turkey and cheese, please? <laughs> I'll take olives and oil and seasoning on that. Pronto. <laughs> All right. So, um, let's, well, let's, I mean, we got so many skaters to talk about here. Where do we even begin? Well, there's a new, there's a newcomer in the mix, which I thought was interesting. Christina Gao, mm-hmm. coached by Brian Orser. Man, that guy has got... Uh, got a deep roster of good skaters yeah so she's only 15 i think this is her first season on the senior level she um well she has really good technique on her jumps nice height and also distance when she does them the rest of her skating needs to catch up you know um she i think she's going to be really good well when i was watching her it looks like she's a little gangly she needs to grow into her arms and legs yeah but um i think she's going to be good she needs to work on you know all the the spins and the spirals and the footwork and just the presentation but um she definitely has the technique with the jumps and she's she's the future for the united states i think we're going to be strong yeah, in the so. next few years. I think so, too. We can talk about some of the lower-placing skaters also. Amanda Dobbs, who we actually saw last week in the pairs competition, it's not easy to skate singles and pairs in the nationals. Mm-mm. So I gave it up for her. She had a couple of falls, but I thought she looked pretty strong out there. I did, too. I thought she has good techniques on her jumps. She, you know, they're big, and she has promise. You know, She also needs the experience, and she needs to get polished. But her and that uh, Christina Gao along with, you know, Mariah's only 16 too. We got a lot of young skaters. I think we're going to be good in the next few years. Yeah. Alexa Gillis started out strong. She, they showed her, but she sort of failed at the end, but she might have some promise too. Like what did they say? She's five, seven out there. That's super tall tall for a skater. Yeah. So she did good for the first half. And I was thinking, you know, that's about how long the short program would be. She did good for about as long as the short program. And then she kind of fell apart. Like she was tired and she, you know, started messing up on her jumps, but um, she has some promise too. And then, oh my gosh, this has to be the last year that BB Liang is going to be in the event. It just has to be. Well, uh, what is she? She's got to be 20, 21. Actually, for the long program, that was a pretty good program for her. Mm-hmm. 
you know, she stepped out of a, of one of the jumps and she popped a jump. But uh, the last few seasons, that's, that was actually a pretty good skate for her. But yes, it is time for BB to say bye bye and uh, go to college. <laughs> yeah, bye bye BB. Uh, hello university. <laughs> it's, it's time to hang it up. And I'm sure t- I'm sure Frank's like, God, when am I ever going to be rid of you? I've got a lot bigger, better skaters going on right now. <laughs> yeah. And then Emily Hughes. Oh, oh God. Ugh. Well, okay, here's what I got to say about Emily. I got to give it up for her because when she goes for those jumps, um, she goes for them. When she fell, I have not seen somebody fall that hard in a long time. I and mean, she doesn't – some of these other skaters, they do it and they fall and they just sit down on the ice. It's mm-hmm. like it looks like they didn't even try. When she goes for it and she falls, she is splatting on the ice and hitting hard. Oh, yeah. It is splat-tastic out there. I mean, she's like almost crashing into the boards. she's trying so hard. I mean, but it's not even interesting to watch. It's like no. going from one end to the other end, doing her jump. She either stands up or she falls. I mean, I respect her for Harvard and all this other stuff and I know that you know I know that she's not one of these um, tanorexic skaters who cares about you know being super skinny but man she's she doesn't look too graceful out there that's for sure no she doesn't well and I when she was skating I kept thinking man I bet she's wishing she didn't come back this year because now she'd be a junior in college instead of just a sophomore (laughs) yeah it's like (laughs) how how did Harvard feel about you taking a year off oh yeah no she it was not a good comeback for her but uh she sure knows how to go for them big jumps and splat yeah that's true and then speaking of splat carolyn jang i oh uh, she makes me okay we already had a podcast where i talked about screaming at the television i was doing it again i just i can't you need to get off the ice until you can get your act together she i mean she i was getting angry watching her because i don't know if you saw the short program but i saw the short and the long both were bad uh you know she fell on the jump but her technique on the jump is so terrible and she's still slow she looks like she hates skating mm-hmm. exactly that's what I was thinking the exact same thing and they talked about we'll talk about Rachel Flat later but they talked about how Rachel Flat was getting markdowns on the technical because of the technique of her jumps and how she corrected it well Carolyn Jang was getting that same problem last year and she hadn't done anything to fix it she will unless she gets faster skating she she's still gonna have the problem with the technique on her jumps I think that she, well, if she wants to keep on skating, because she doesn't look like she's having fun or she likes it, if she wants to keep skating, I think she needs to probably change coaches. Yes. And she needs to go to a coach that is good with technique. Basically, BB needs to, Frank needs to drop BB and take on Caroline Jang and whip her into shape. Mm-hmm, because Caroline does have the talent. Yes. I mean, she has the good... Um, she has a good line. She's flexible. She's good on the spins and the spiral, but she needs to learn how to jump and she needs to get a lot faster. And she actually needs to, I mean, if she's not having a good time, if she doesn't want to skate, then get off the ice. No, because she used to be so expressive when she was skating and, you know, had good musicality. I don't see any of that anymore. It's like, I'm just out here skating and I just hope I can make it through the program without too many mistakes. Right. And then when it's over, I'll scowl at you. Yes. And then I'll skate off the ice. That's my reward to the audience. And then audience. she hear she's like, I guess there's always next year. Oh, Lord. I just heard her say, it's over. That's what I thought I <laughs> heard her say when she was done. She's like, it's over. Yeah. I'm like, you're damn right it's over. Get off the ice if you don't want to skate. I mm-hmm. mean, it's, it's maddening. With these other uh, young skaters that are the same age as her coming up, yeah. they're going to surpass her. And, of course, here's the heartbreak kid of figure oh, skating, God. Alyssa Sisney. It is... It- it's so sad. It's so sad. And I don't know if she's going to be able to continue because she's getting older and she's, 
I mean, you know, they talked about her being a gentle spirit, and I could see that, but she is. She just, she was just sitting down on the ice like she did last year when we, or maybe, well, she won nationals last year, but in other competitions, she just sits, looks like she just sits down. Yeah. So in the short program, you know, she fell on the opening combo, and right there, it was like, oh, well, there, you know, that was her Olympic, the Olympic dreams going down. It's done. And she doesn't and, give up on the program. She keeps going, and she's beautiful to watch and so talented. But, you know, you, you can't have one thing without the other and be competitive. You're not a competitor mm-hmm. unless you can stand up. Well, and I think she's 23, so I doubt that she's going to be hanging around. And then, you know, after, uh, I believe it was after the short, pro- short program, they put her in the truth booth. No, that was so sad. I mean, she was holding back the tears. And it's like, why do you got her in the truth booth? And on the Universal Channel, after she skated the short program, uh, they sent Andrea Joyce over there to interview her, and I was getting upset. It was like, well, we know we're not big fans of Andrea because she's stupid and she asks dumb questions. But basically, she's like, oh, yeah, that was really disappointing, wasn't it? Uh. Oh, <laughs> what I know. Are you gonna and say to that? It's like, leave her alone. Everybody knows the story. Everybody can see in her face how painful this is. Just leave right. her alone. And it's she just... was trying not to cry in the interview, and she. Yeah, Andrea's like, well, you know, last year you were the national champion, so that must have been pretty disappointing short program. Yeah, duh. <laughs> yeah, Andrea, thanks for those keen insights. Andrea is clueless. NBC, <laughs> I, you've got to fire her. It's just, if you take her to the Olympics, I don't know what. It's going to be bad. You, yeah. At least there are two people who are going to be damn upset. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> you can't tell me anybody likes her. I mean, you got the stupid truth booth. Use that instead of Andrea, okay? Oh, I know. The truth booth does a better job of asking questions (laughs) than Andrea does. (laughs) You got that right, man. And yeah, she gets a lot better answers in the truth booth. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So then um, now let's talk about our top four place finishers. Um, So Sasha Cohen was the big story of the event. And, you know, I have to eat my words because I fully predicted she wouldn't make it to this competition. And she made it and she showed up in the short program and was just it was like she never left. I thought it was great. And then also in the free program, it was also like she never left. (laughs) Yes. Um, So, well, I'm now calling her Skeletor Cohen. She (laughs) is way too skinny. I. I couldn't believe how small she was. She's always been small, but I think she's smaller than she was four years ago at the Olympics when she competed. She looks like her body fat's, what, 2%? Oh, yeah. She's it was, really thin. Yeah. It, she looked scary. But in the short program, she came out and she, I thought, actually, I thought she um, got a little bit higher score than she should have on the short program on the jumps. She two-footed her landing on the combination jump. And the other jumps are a little bit shaky, but the rest of her skating, of course, is great, you know, with the spirals, the spins, just beautiful positions of the footwork. And I thought the short program was a well put together program. She was definitely skating to the music. It wasn't just music playing. She was actually the choreography went with the music, although I did hate the long glove things that she had on. Yeah. I thought that, you know, she looked like a totally different person in terms of how she presented herself out there. And she was so calm and like mature compared to all the other skaters. And she does. Right. I mean, I really did feel I really did agree with Sandra Bezik, who said she was there for all the right reasons. She just mm-hmm. wanted to come back and compete again and see what would happen. And what happened was the same thing that happened four years ago when she competed. She did really well in the short and she didn't do so good in the long. And right. she two footed a lot of her jumps. Um, but she's beautiful to watch. Such a talent 
talent and you know it's it was great to see her back and I'm glad that she did make it um yeah she did she did skate good um I did think going into the long program well she's always never she's never actually had a clean long program but just the jumps from the short they were a little shaky so I was figuring in the long program she's not gonna hold out because there's a lot more jumps she two-footed a bunch of the landings uh the best one was when she actually two-footed it and it stopped her on the ice yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's when you know it really is a two foot and then she fell also and that was she was pretty much doing the splits on the ice on that fall yeah I mean it's a good thing she's so limber I mean one thing I was like I couldn't believe how high and how you know how high her feet get on those split jumps I yes. mean they're like over her head I could I mean she did it in, in she did one in the short and one in the long program those are the highest split jumps I have ever seen by anyone even when she's used to skate before right and what she is a quality skater everything you know complete programs and she's beautiful line she's a great skater I think that if she was you know, not injured this year and had able to do a couple more competitions, it would have been a different story. Yeah, I agree. Because, and, you know, it's pretty hard to come to the nationals and that's your first competition of the season. Well, and that's what they said too. And I tend to agree with that, but I do, I did appreciate her coming back and I thought she gave a good effort and she didn't make the team, but it was good to see her skating again. Yeah. But she, I'm like, she needs to gain about 10 pounds and she'd still be way too skinny. Yeah. She's, she's wiry. That is for sure. It's now on to the third place finisher, Ashley, look of death, Wagner. Did you see the look on her face when she was waiting for the final placements? Oh my goodness. If looks could kill. She was not looking happy. She knew after, well, after Rachel had skated, she knew that Rachel was going to be in first. And then Mariah also skated good. So she had that sinking feeling that I'm going to be the third place and not be going to Olympics, which is hard. Ashley fell during the short program. And so that put her down in fourth place and she was behind by seven points. It was just a little bit too much for her to get up to second place with that. But she did skate good in the free skate. She was two footing her jumps though again, but it was an overall strong skate and she had good speed in it. And I still not loving the music for either of her programs, but I do think that they're well put together programs that she has. And she skated well. Overall, she skated well. She had the one fall in the short, but between the two programs, that was it. Yeah, and Ashley um, Ashley has her own Twitter account, and she does Twitter, and she also does video, what do they call live video things of herself where she'll just do a little video snippet and stuff. And she is demonstrating a little bit better personality. Mm-hmm. And also because of her video, um, the vid- things that she does on video, she's also... I have to give her the best in the Truth Booth Award. Like, she's pretty comfortable sitting there staring into a camera talking about her program, unlike the other people who go into the Truth Booth. (laughs) So she's pretty natural there. So I I give her better personality points, but um, you can't expect to fall in the short program and make the Olympic team if everybody else is going to skate clean. So I wouldn't wouldn't, – I'd keep your look of death to yourself on that one. Especially when we're only sending two. Now, if we were sending three, she'd be gone, but – that yeah. was just she was just too much for her to make up with that. Last year, you know, she was twelfth after the short and then ended up fourth. And then this year she didn't have as far to go, but she was had a bunch of uh, better skaters she had to bypass. Exactly. Then you know, when you're in twelfth place, there's a bunch of crap skaters in front of you that are pretty easy to bypass. Right. But, but she did have some stiff competition because I gotta say Mariah Nagasu was like a completely different person from last year. She was 
so good. Yeah, I thought, well, the short program, she had the best short program and she wasn't first after it. Just a super strong skate. She's the fastest of all the girls, too. Oh, by far. I mean, her spins were, I mean, we've seen some pretty crappy spins over watching the course of figure skating at nationals. And she had by far had some of the best, I thought. Yes. Great spins. Um, nice spiral. Good positions. Uh, good line. Uh, she's fast. Her jumps were really good. You know, in the long program, uh, she was downgraded on a couple of jumps. That's why her score wasn't higher because she under-rotated, I believe, two of the triple jumps. But for both programs, there were no major mistakes. And from a year ago where she was struggling, she looked really good. I thought she... I thought she was the, actually the best of the night, even though she didn't win the long program. I enjoyed her programs more than Rachel's. Oh, for sure. I'm still struggling with Rachel. I mean, right. Rachel Flat won the won the championship. She's the most consistent. She does a triple triple. I did think she got ripped off on the technical score in the short program because mm-hmm. she was the only women skater who did a triple triple. Right. But she still has issues with posture and speed, and just she just doesn't have the if factor out there. Right, and that's like Mariah. I was telling Al, I'm like, she is she has star quality. Yeah, you definitely. Know, even if she doesn't skate the best, she just has the personality and the scar, the star quality that um, it's hard. People want to watch her. It's hard to take your eye off of her. She just exudes, you know, personality. And yeah. um, I just I enjoyed her so much. And I'm happy to see that she's skating good. And hopefully that will continue into the Olympics. I mean, I don't know. I don't think she has a chance to win a medal, but it's going to be great experience for her. And as she was saying, she's like, I'm the future of skating. She wasn't trying. She wasn't expecting to make the Olympics this time. She's looking to to 2014 when she's going to be 20 years old and oh yeah um, but she I thought she looked great I have to say that I think she could win a medal with that performance because we're looking at competition like Joanny Rochette who also makes yes. a scream at the television and <laughs> I mean who else Elena's oh, I don't even know her name Russian chick I mean well oh. the Japanese I know the Japanese are stiff competition but I think she if she skates like she did at nationals and if she can get the technical issues worked out mm-hmm. I think she has a good chance to win a medal but yes. Rachel Flat I mean Rachel Flat's a workhorse. That's, I mean, she's not a bad skater. We got to sit behind her at CPK with her nice parents and her coach. You know, so she does, she is our little sentimental favorite for our, you know, celebrity factors. But right. she's, she's not exciting. She's consistent, not exciting. Right. She is know. very consistent. Um, And both, she skated two clean programs, no mistakes. She does do the triple, triple. Her jumps are good. It's just the, you know, she doesn't have as much personality. And, She's kind of, she's not light on the ice. I, she's labored. That's, I guess yeah. that's a good word. It's, she's labored when she's skating out there. And I thought it kind of was funny when Sandra's like, it's effortless for her. And I'm thinking, I think it looks like she's putting a lot of effort into everything. It's not effortless for yeah. her when she's skating. Maybe not quite as much as Emily Hughes, but definitely along right. the same lines. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, uh, she is... Rachel is skating good, but she might be somebody that would benefit from another coach too. Cause I think she does need to work on, well, her posture and her line and, or, you know, maybe another coach would be, I don't think her, um, just like even the crossovers aren't that good. Yeah. She might benefit from some, from some ballet training or something as mm-hmm. well. I don't know, but so that concludes the U.S. Nationals. Let's see. So let's do a rundown of who is going to be on the Olympic team. For the women, Rachel Flatt and Mariah Nagasu. For dance, Davison White and Belvin and Augusto and Samuelson and Bates. 
And then Tori, men's and pairs? Uh, for the men's, it's Jeremy Abbott, Evan Lysacek, and Johnny Weir. And for the pairs, it's Denny and Barrett and Evora and Ladwig. So our chances, our chances of winning the medals are in ice dancing and the men. And, you know, uh, maybe outside chance for the women if they skate the performances of their life. Mm-hmm. But And you said, Tori, isn't it true that the – the last time a U.S. woman hasn't won the Olympic medal has been 48 years ago. Um, 1968. I just read it. Was the last time an American woman has not won an Olympic medal. So right. it's um, it's going to be interesting to watch. Join us over the next couple of weeks when we'll be doing our Olympic preview show. We'll be discussing the U.S. Olympic team members, men's, women's, ice dance, and pairs, as well as the results of the European, Canadian, and Japanese national, oh, and Russian, Russian national uh, figure skating events to let our fans know who will be at the Olympics and who they need to watch. All right, well, that's about it for this episode of the Ice Queens. Uh, here's some marketing crap that our producer makes us stay which is that you need to become a fan of ours on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter. You can visit us at theicequeens.com and we would love it if you would leave comments uh, to let us know that you're alive and well out there. You can also download our podcast on iTunes and buy our crap at cafepress.com slash theicequeens Tori, you want to sign us off? Um, No. <laughs> Alrighty then. <laughs> we'll see you fans next time. Rock on. The Ice Queens is a production of Epic Deer Studios. If it's epic, it must be Epic Deer. <laughs>